0: Greetings in the name of Jesus. For an opening verse, I invite you to Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter 10. This is just for uh, one verse uh, to kind of introduce the message. It is verse 23, Jeremiah ten, twenty-three. O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps, Do you confess that this morning? I'm talking to uh, all of us here this morning, uh, and it would include a a wide variety of situations in lives. So um, naturally, when we're younger, youth, for instance, you know, you have to start making some decisions. You know, when, when, you're, when you're at home and just going through school, you don't have a, a, lot, of, a lot of big decisions to make because you kind of know what the plan is for your life while you're at home and, and going through school, you know. But then there's a lot of young people here. They're out of school. Now, now what does God have for you? where should you go, when should you go, what should you do, and the list could go on. But, but then the rest of us have many and of the same decisions to make. Does God want me to, to be involved in this, in that, to live here, to live there, uh, to take on this, to not take on this, to make this decision, about our family or our home or our vehicle. You know, so many decisions that we have to make then when we're when we're short sure enough adults. Um, <clears throat> I I'm thinking I I'm thinking of this kind of especially with the new year and and I imagine uh you know the couple messages you've heard already in this new year. Uh, probably the preacher said something, uh, something uh, related the message somewhat, maybe to the new year, and, and that's good and okay. And, I, and I'm thinking that way as I as I share this uh, this morning. Um, not only uh, God's direction for us that I've alluded to already, but also just the. What the new year may bring to us nationally and around the world. Uh, you know with me, I mean, the, the situation around the world in so many different places and ways it doesn't look good. I, I mean, it can actually kind of scare you in, in a certain way when you, when you realize the, the wars and the difficulties and the natural disasters uh, and the weather-related things, uh, you, all those two or three things, are just, just, just those things themselves can, can unsettle you. Well, what is going on? What is God doing? What does God have for the days ahead? We don't have to live in fear, though. And that, that just warms my heart. We don't have to live in fear. Uh, God will give us direction. Whether it's decisions I make about my own life or whether it's the difficult things of the world, God will give us direction and be with us and help us as we follow his direction. (laughs) But do you know that, like Jeremiah said, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. If you're here this morning and you have your plans already made, you have it all chalked up. This is how, this is what I plan, boom, 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 to do, you know, and nobody's going to get in my way. You know, this is what, you know, but you're not willing to, to listen to others and make changes and, and listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to you and, and go with him, then uh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Jeremiah said, oh, Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to keep, to direct his steps. We need direction from higher hands. I want to tell you a a little story. It's about Mildred, my wife. When she was... um, about 18 or 19 years old, it was decided that she would go to work at a local nursing home there in Manheim, Pennsylvania. She did not look forward to this. Uh, she just didn't feel like that was a work that she was gifted or talented to do uh, to, to help and work with, with old people. <clears throat> and um but um the morning that uh, she was going to go to that nursing home for the first time when she got up that morning the lord put she said it was kind of like a song in her mind's ear and it said something about god was speaking to her and it said i'll mildred i'll I'll be your hands, my hands will be your hands, and you'll be able to do what you need to do there with those old people at the nursing home. You're talking about a blessing and assurance. It certainly was for her that day, that morning, when she first went to the nursing home at 18 or 19 years old. So let me give you another dimension now to the story, with another little story. Yesterday morning, Mildred and I, soon after 4.30, as normal, we we went out to the truck. On on weekdays, we drive separately to work because we come home at different times. But on Saturdays, we go together because we're there all Saturday morning and go and come together, so... We go together. We went out and got in the truck and started driving, and I reached over and turned the radio on. It happened to be on 92.5 BBN, Bible Broadcasting Network, and and a song was playing, and soon that song was done, and the announcer made a few comments, and another song came on. (laughs) It was um, the King's Herald's Quartet singing a song that they recorded back in 1975. I know that higher hands are leading me. Um, Higher hands are leading me. And when we got to the bake shop, we went into the bake shop and... uh, started our work and pretty soon Mildred said to me, she said, you know that song that we heard the King's Herald singing there on the radio as we drove in? um, It just brought back to me when I first went to work at the nursing home, back there when I was 18 or 19 years old. And God gave me that song in my mind's ear. Even though I'd, I didn't really want to go to work at the nursing home, didn't think I could do it, God gave me that little song in my mind when I woke up that morning. My hands will be your hands, and you can do the work at the nursing home. That, As the King's Herald sang as we drove, higher hands are leading me uh, we, I have the record at home, and so we used to listen to it quite often. Years ago, we hadn't listened to it very much. We hadn't listened to it at all recently. And, uh, but we knew the song from listening to it from, from years ago. One of the verses says this. So I face an unknown future, full of faith and unafraid, and the peace I have through trusting for the world I would not trade. And then the course goes like this. For higher hands are leading me. I know that higher hands are leading me. I am not alone, I know, as I walk this world below. For higher hands are leading me. Now, let's turn to the book of Joshua in chapter 3. Joshua in chapter 3. I just want to point out something in in one verse here, but then we're going to come back to Joshua 3 at the end of the message. But i point out one thing at this point, and then we'll look at a couple other verses, a a few other places. Joshua chapter 3. And you, I won't take time to give the context right now, but we, we will see that later as we come back to this chapter. But in verse 4, and you can, I can use a, I will use a, a phrase in verse 4 uh, for the title of the message, if you want to give it a title. Joshua chapter 3 and verse 4 I'm reading, Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. I'll title the message, That Ye May Know the Way. I wonder how many of you here this morning that, that, that you would confess, uh, that's me saying that. Yes, yes. I I want to know the way. And uh, um, I'm open to God's way. And God was so gracious to these people at this time. And he said, that ye may know the way. And he explains that by the end of the verse then. Why do you need to know the way? Why would you want to know the way? Because you haven't been this way before. It's new territory. It's a new situation. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. That ye may know the way. You want to know the way for you, for the decisions you have to make in the days ahead. God will give you the answers that ye may know the way. So I would like to look at just three places in the book of Exodus, three different places in the book of Exodus, and then we will come back to Joshua chapter 3. I invite you then to turn first of all to Exodus chapter 10. Exodus in chapter 10. Now, um, as you see it quickly, as you're looking here, you can see this is right in the middle of, or not in the middle. It's toward the end of the plagues, all the plagues uh, that were sent uh, to to Pharaoh and the Egyptians, so that they would uh, let the God's people go. And as you see in your Bibles. Uh, Verse 21 starts the ninth plague, and I won't take time to, you can just skim those verses quickly there. I won't take time to to read them all, but uh, as you see in verse uh, 24, uh, Pharaoh said, um, yeah, you can go, but... uh, Let your flocks and your herds stay stay here. Now I'll begin reading. I'll just read verse uh, 25 and 26. And Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings, that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God, Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not an hoof be left behind. For thereof must we take to serve the Lord our God. And we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. I I trust the Holy Spirit is helping you. Look at your own heart and life right now just through those verses and the example of the great leader Moses. Moses said in the end of verse 26, yes, there's some things we do not know. And of course, we know that. I mean, of course, there's many things that Moses did not know. And he confessed that. But Moses said in verse 25 and 26, there's some things we do know and we will not swerve from. We will do things God's way. We will do things according to God's command. And I'm sure he knew within his heart that when he did things God's way, God will give him direction. And God would help him know the way. And God would help him take the next step. And so he said in verse 25, I mean, God, you know, you know your Bibles. You just read Exodus and and Leviticus. and, and, And they had direction for how to worship. There was laws and rules about how they would worship. And so in verse 25... And Moses said, thou must give, must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings. We're not going to leave this place empty handed. We're going to take with us what we need to worship God according to his directions. Dear people, will you make some decisions in the future that kind of leaves God out of the picture? That, that leaves the important things of, of your relationship with God and your worship to him. It kind of leaves them sitting on the side while you go your own way and make your own decisions. M- Moses said, no, we, we won't do it that way. Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. We'll do it that way or we'll just stay here. Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not an hoof be left behind. For thereof we must we take to serve the Lord our God. Dear people, if you want to know the way, if you want direction, it's going to come from your close and proper relationship with God today and tomorrow. And in that, you'll know the way. God will show you the way and give you the way. Let's turn over a few pages to chapter 23. Exodus 23. I want to read uh, verses 20 to 33 this is Exodus chapter 23 beginning at verse 20 and uh, I won't you know I could stop and take a lot of time and make quite a few comments on various verses of this passage but uh, for lack of time we, we cannot do that of course. But allow the Spirit of God to, to jump out at you and to speak to you. And, 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 you know, if you need to go back to this passage uh, for some homework, of course, and, and take it for a devotional and just spend some time with some of these verses, uh, then, then do that. Uh, of course, I'll make a comment on a few things here. But I want to read uh, verses 20 through, uh, through 33. Verse 20. Behold. Behold. I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee unto the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee to bring thee in unto the Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, and the Canaanites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. The number of thy days I will fulfill. I will send my fear before thee and will destroy all the people whom, to whom thou shalt come, <clears throat> and I will make all thine enemies turn their backs unto thee. And I will send hornets before thee, which shall drive out the Hivite and the Canaanite, and the Hittite from before thee. I will not drive them out from before thee in one year, lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field multiply against thee. By little and little I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. And I will give thy bounds from the Red Sea, even unto the Sea of the Philistines, and from the desert unto the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hand, and thou shalt drive them out before thee. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. They shall not dwell in thy land lest they make thee sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely be a snare unto thee. Wow. Can I, can you and I this morning make some application from those verses for our own lives today? Yes, we can. The promises of God are so beautiful and so wonderful. Just look at that first verse I read, verse 20. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way and to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. What are the decisions you have to make as you look in the days ahead in in this new year? Is your God big enough to make those decisions for you? To open and close doors that you may know his will. To drop down his hand into your hand and say, come, follow me. Is that your God? Uh, it's my God. And I trust and I, I believe he's yours too. But we must follow Look at verse 25. I mean, you, you could make comments. I already said that on various verses, but we must go on. But look at verse 25. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. I mean, that's, that's a beautiful promise. It's, it just warms my heart to read that. Why did he say bread and water? That, that's the necessary things. Now, dear people, he might not give you all the conveniences and bless you with all the little knickknacks and trinkets that you would kind of like. You understand what I'm saying? He might not bless you with all the little pleasures that your human nature would love. But what does it say in verse 25? He will give you the things that are necessary. And as you follow him, he will bless you in the way that's best for you. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water. And the last part of the verse says he'll keep you healthy. Just looking then at just the last verse or two of this little passage. Verse 32 and 33, Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor with their gods. We don't, you remember there was time and time then where, where the, the people in the days to come would start relating too closely and making covenants with the ungodly. And it always took them downhill. It always made difficult situations for them. It always took them away from God. Verse 33, they shall not dwell in thy land. Is there something dwelling in the the land of your life this morning? Is there something dwelling in the land of your life this morning that's messing up your relationship with God? That's getting in the way with your relationship with God? That's being a snare unto you. Something dwelling in in your pocket, or on your dresser, or in your house, or in your book rack, or in your car, or wherever it may be. Something dwelling there that should not be there. That's causing a snare unto you. It will surely be a snare unto thee. Well, you can have to make those applications for yourself. Let's look at one more passage in uh, Exodus, and then we'll go to that place in Joshua where we were. But Exodus uh, chapter 33. Exodus 33. So I'll read verses 1 and 2, and then we'll read a couple other verses later in the, in the chapter. But uh, Exodus 33, the first two verses. <clears throat> and the Lord said unto Moses, Depart and go up the, hence thou and the people uh, which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying unto, unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee. Did you hear this before? It's just God is saying it again. I mean, he, he don't leave you sitting high and dry. He, he'll give his promises. He'll repeat his promises. And it's up to us to follow if we want the blessing. And I will send an angel before thee. And I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite. That's a promise of God. Now, look at verses... Uh, 12 to 17. Verses 12 to 17. Is your, I'll just ask you this before I read, is your attitude and your desire like Moses? Um, so let's see how, what Moses thought. Beginning at verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people. And thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, and that I may find grace in thy sight." And consider that this nation is thy people. And then God said in verse 14, and he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, and and I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. To every one of you here this morning, do do you realize that God knows you by name? You're not just one of these hundred people sitting in these pews and kind of you can kind of get lost around the heads of the other people or get lost up there in your house somewhere, wherever you live. God knows you by name. He told this to Moses many years ago, and that is the truth. And Sometimes you can go just in this passage right here and underline how many times the word grace is used. Grace is used. Moses knew something about the grace of God in his life. And the the heart of Moses, the the beautiful heart of Moses. um, Yes, he had some questions and we have questions. But his questions were one that 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 he knew God had the answer. He just was coming before God in humility and humanness and saying, God, I need you. I can't do this by myself. I must have you. We must have you as a people. I must have you as their leader. I need your grace. I need to know. God, will you show me? Will you guide me? Will you give me? Will your hand lead me? Look at verse 14. A little tiny verse. Verse 14. And God, this is from God to Moses now. And he said, My presence shall go with thee, And I will give thee rest. You want to have rest inside here? You want to have peace? Then maybe you should write this down on a little piece of paper and stick it on your mirror or your refrigerator or something so you can read it from time to time. This is God speaking. My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And then look at the reply to Moses. And Moses said, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I needed that. And God, just know this. If your presence is not going to go with me, then I won't go. Are you here this morning? And you would have to confess that there's times you've went, you've made a decision, you've went a direction, and you knew full well God couldn't go with you there, but you went anyway. Moses said, God, you know my heart and you know full well, if you're not going to go with me, then I'm not going to go. That should be us this morning. Okay, let's turn over then to Joshua chapter 3. <clears throat> Um, I'm going to read the 17 verses quickly. I'll give you uh, something to think about, and, and the Holy Spirit may have you to think about a, a lot of things that I don't say or bring to your attention. He can, uh, he has, he, he can certainly do that, and that's great. But one thing I will mention: after we read these verses, I'm going to point out to you eight places. <clears throat> Eight places where God gave very specific directions. And it was important that they follow those directions exactly if God were to work on their behalf. I'll just say this again to bring it to our attention. So sometimes as you look back in your life, you know, and you had decisions to make, maybe sometimes some big ones. And you would acknowledge, you know, I confess I I, I did not pray about that enough. I I confess I I knew the Spirit was, was saying something, but I didn't listen. I knew this is what the Bible says, but I decided to do it my own way. I, I know my parents didn't want me to, but, but I did it anyway. I know that the, 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 the church says this, but I decided to f- figure it out a different way. And dear people, if that would have been the case right here, these people wouldn't have made it across the Jordan River. God gave some very specific directions. They could have stood there and argued with it and said, well, Mr. Joshua, why are you asking this of us? I mean, are you sure you got that from God? I mean, Joshua, Mr. Leader Joshua, that, that don't quite make sense. I think we should do it this way. No, but God gave eight very specific Requirements and directions, and they followed them, and they went across the Jordan on dry ground. Oh, I will read these seventeen verses. Joshua three. Uh, I think I, I'm not planning to stop and make comments as I go, but I'll just make one at the beginning if it helps you any. Some of us <laughs> needs to help. In the verse, very first line, <laughs> and I, I don't really have to say much more, but, and Joshua rose up early in the morning. Uh, um. Some of us probably need to make a habit of getting up a little earlier in the morning for various reasons, and you can decide what they may be. And Joshua rose up early in the morning, and they moved from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over, and it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host's. And they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests of the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spake unto the priests, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan, ye shall stand still in Jordan. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby shall we know that the living God is among you, that he will, without fail, drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now, therefore, take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan, that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. And it shall come to pass, when the people removed removed from their tents, and it, it came to pass, when the people removed from their tents to pass over Jordan, and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as they that bear the Ark were come unto Jordan, and the feet of the priests that bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water, for Jordan overflowed all its banks all the time of harvest, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up upon a heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Jeratan and those that came down toward the sea of the plain even the salt sea failed and were cut off and the people passed over right against Jericho and the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan and all the Israelites passed over on dry ground Until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. Wow. Let's look at these eight places where God gave specific direction and expected specific obedience. Verse 3. The end of the verse. Then shall ye remove from your place and go after it. You could simply say, follow. There was a direction. Follow. The second one is in verse four. Follow God's way. If there was 50 people it would have probably been 50 different ways to follow ways specific ways God told them how to follow follow God's way period yet there shall be a space between you and it about two thousand cubits by measure come not near unto it that ye may know the way and we, could, we we're not going to stand here and figure out why exactly that he said to follow that way I mean you might can figure out some yourself but that's not important for us this morning but he gave direction this is the way to follow and they needed to do that the next one is in verse five sanctify yourselves If you expect me, God would say it was thinking, I would suppose, if you would expect me to do this before you, you're going to have to be with me. You're going to have to be holy. You're going to have to go through whatever the sanctification was there, the process. <clears throat> and we won't go into all that, but we know what the scripture says. Joshua told them, their leader said, sanctify yourselves. You need to be holy. You need to be pure. You need to be serious. Sanctify yourselves. Why? Because for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And if you expect Him to do that, He's not going to do it with some people that are just playing around and messing around and doing things their own way. Sanctify yourselves. Verse 6 is the next one. A command from Joshua to the priests. And Joshua said unto the priests, take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. And they did it in the end of the verse. Now you realize, most of you realize at least, the Ark of the Covenant was the The dwelling place of God for them at that time. That was at least a symbol of the presence of God. You know that from studying these Old Testament passages. That was the presence of God for them. How was this going to happen? How was this miraculous thing going to happen? It wasn't going to happen just for anyhow. It was going to happen by the power of God, by the power of God and by the presence of God. And Joshua knew that they needed to realize that and know that. And we're getting ready to do something here special. Joshua said, no, no, we're going to God's going to do something special for us. And it will happen by his power and by his presence. Therefore. Joshua spake unto the priest saying, take the Ark of the Covenant, that is the presence of God, and pass over before the people. Get the people's attention with the presence of God. Verse 8 is the next one. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, when ye are come to the brink of the water of Jordan... Stand ye still in Jordan. Now, now they may have said, now, Joshua, you're getting a little strange here. I mean, the water is flowing swiftly. It's not even safe to go stand in the edge of the water. I mean, plus we'll get our clothes wet. And what if we would drop the Ark of the Covenant accidentally? You know, there might be a hole washed out there, in the, you know. And Joshua, how about if we just go up close to the river and stand, you know? You could go on with a more more listed than I made, you know. Uh, does it remind you of things in your life and mind that where we argued with God? Stand, take the, the priest. He said this to, to the priest with the Ark of the Covenant. Stand ye still in Jordan. <laughs> specific direction demands specific obedience. <clears throat> the next one is in verse 9. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. Is that important or what? Well, of course it is. And sometimes we've made some bad mistakes and bad decisions and regretted it because we did not do that. Because we did not do that very thing. Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. Come hither and read the scripture, read the direction God has for you. The next one, then, is in verse 11. And it's the first word of the verse Behold, look, observe. Think about. In other words, look and see and think about. Behold. Behold. The ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. This is a presence. It's not just some little symbol in that box that the priests are carrying. This represents... The presence of the Lord of all the earth. He's the Lord of everything. Including this flooding river that's rushing in front of you. Behold. Stop. Think about it. Look. Observe. Behold. Verse 11. And then the last uh, direction and specific direction that was given is, is in verse 12. Now, therefore, take you 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every man a tribe, every, every tribe a man. Now, if he, I guess he was saying this to Joshua, and then, and then Joshua could have had questions. Now, now, now God, what, what's this all about? Uh, I mean, what are you asking? I mean, uh, you know, some of the tribes are way down there at the other end of the field, and I can't even, they can't even hear me. You know, how do I do this? You know, I mean, God, why is it so important to take 12 men and, and why one man from every tribe? And oh, God, uh, what do you have in mind here? Um, <clears throat> Joshua was obedient. Look at chapter 4 and verse 4. <clears throat> God said, prepare them. And chapter 4 and verse 4 said, Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared. Whom he had prepared. Joshua did exactly what, Jesus, what, God, what God told him to. <clears throat> so, um, there's eight in those verses there. There's eight, eight specific things I picked out. Maybe there's some more that I missed, but uh, eight uh, specific things that God asked them. You need to do it exactly this way. There needs to be specific obedience to these eight specific things that are plain black and white. This is what I say. This is what I mean. If you do it this way, things will go well. And sometimes for us, things haven't gone well because we dilly-dallied around, not being specifically obedient to the specific things of of God to us. I close in this morning by uh, reading the first seven verses of of chapter four. Um, And again, this can be something that, uh, especially we as as parents, uh, should be a challenge to us. You know, do our children know are there things in our, in our lives of our families uh, that we talk about, that we put on the wall, that, that we build, that represent the blessing of God upon our lives? And, and when our children ask questions, we can direct them to a certain place, a certain thing that helps them say, Yes, that reminds me of what God has done for us in the past, and he will be faithful in the future. So with that in mind, let me read the first uh, seven verses of of, uh, Joshua chapter 4. And it came to pass when the people were clean passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe of man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of the Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you, and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared, of the children of Israel, out of every tribe, a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God, unto the midst of Jordan, and take you up, every man of you, a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel, (laughs) that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in the time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? Then ye shall answer them, that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever." And it's like you saying, children, this wasn't because I made a smart decision. This wasn't because your, your, your mother is so wise. This isn't because your, your, your dad is so exceptional. No, no, no. Children, it's said it two times. The, in verse 5, I have underlined in my Bible, verse 5 and verse 7. The ark of the Lord your God... Verse seven, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. That's why it worked. That's why it happened, because the power and presence of God did this for us. And this stones, this pile of stones reminds us and will remind our children for years to come of what God did for us by his power and presence. Do you have things in your home and in your life that say that to your children, you see? As we face this new year, you want direction, I do. Uh, and according to the Bible, we can, we can have direction, we can know the way. And so that, that ye may know the way, because you have not passed this way heretofore. But we can confidently, with God taking our hand and leading us. Let's have a closing song. <laughs>